ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools? It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break I Fix. This is Jen Kelly with the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation, and you're listening to Flourish Truly. Live from New Orleans, home of good food, good music, and tons of fun, this is Tina and Jeff with Flourish Truly. Hey, Jeff, happy Tuesday. How are you this week? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm really excited about this show. I mean, after all, it's really, we're, we're in the heart of carnival season now, aren't we? Yes, we are. I'm excited too. Two more weeks to Mardi Gras Day. I know. Can you believe that? We are I can. exactly um, two weeks away. The weight I've gained from the king cake experiment <laughs> will definitely attest to that. <laughs> That's. I understand that completely. <laughs> I have had three different cakes in the, uh, the past five days. And uh, I think the pants are getting just a little tougher to button, but that's okay. That's all right. That's what Lent is for, right? Exactly. Exactly. So enjoy now. Take care of it later. That is the plan. You're right about that. And I did. I actually picked up two more king cakes in the last couple of days. So that makes a total of seven now that I've tried. I tried to go to Manny's this morning to get my favorite traditional king cake from them. And they were sold out by 930. Can you believe it? I saw that. That is amazing that they are still able to move cakes out at that pace. It's not surprising because there is still so much activity in this town, even though we're in this totally different phase that... Um, I, I know that we're all really can't wait till next year, but this year has been its own interesting little beast so far. Yes. And it, it's been so fun and it was unexpected for me. I, I expect that kind of line, that kind of crowd on a Friday or Saturday, because I've been in it quite a few times, but I did not expect it today. And, it, and it, I just, I was a little bummed out, but it's okay. I picked up a couple of other ones that I'll be sampling in the next couple of days. And of course, sharing pictures with y'all and reviewing. So, but yes, it's been very exciting. I also did my own little crew of house floats tour through Metairie and Kenner today, which we'll talk about later on, but we have a fabulous guest with us today. I'm so super excited. If uh, Jeff, you want to go ahead and introduce him, I just, I can't wait to speak with him. Absolutely. I mean, you know this guy, if you are local, and if you're not local, you need to know this guy. This is the man that we call Mr. Mardi Gras, Mr. Arthur Hardy. Welcome to Floors Truly. I'm happy to be here. Let's talk about carnival, huh? I yes. know we're right in the swing of it now. So I've got to ask, give me right off the top, the, the synopsis of Carnival 2021 in New Orleans. Three stories that, that top my, my top uh, top 10 list, and I don't even know where four through 10 will be. Number one, undoubtedly, is the house floats deal. This has just absolutely exploded. 
I think it's terrific. I think it has legs. We'll see it again next year. Uh, it's gone worldwide, as you, as you know. And it's it just emblematic of the spirit of New Orleans. You know, can't let a little global pandemic crush our carnival spirit. It's just <laughs> Not great. at all. And number two would be the uh, floats in the Oaks. There are 47 floats that started their trek this morning to City Park for that wonderful exhibit. And I'm really excited about that. Never been anything like this in the history of Carnival. The third thing, and it hasn't happened yet, is this project between uh, Barry Kern of Mardi Gras World and John Georges, who owns the uh, newspaper in town and Nola.com. And they're doing three nights of live streaming, bringing Mardi Gras to the world. Now there've been you know, documentaries about Mardi Gras before, but never done from the perspective of New Orleans authorities, You know, experts that were, we know this, we live it, we love it. And we're showing the world what Mardi Gras is about and what we're all missing. And I think it's going to bring a ton of visitors next year. Um, and so that, that's my top three stories. And uh, after that, it's just a lot of people trying to figure out how to get through this damn thing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But we're, we're, we're finding a way. And that's what a lot of my friends that are outside the area said, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all always find a way. Yep. No matter, you know, no matter what's going on, you're going to find a way to celebrate. And it's truly an absolutely incredible th uh, thing. I had the the pleasure of going today to get to look at a few in-person house floats. I've been sharing pictures on our social media pages through people that have been sending them to me over the last week. And the exhibits are just absolutely fantastic. Um, some a little bit larger than others, but the thing is people are participating in some sort of way they're participating. I heard on the radio this morning, if it's correct, that they had close to 3,000 homes that are participated yes. in the, the, the greater New Orleans area. And I mean, there's just more people that, that are wanting to get involved that can at this point, because it's just, you know, we only have two weeks left, but it is a global thing. It's, it's you know, I have friends all over the country that are telling me that they're participating in Mardi Gras some way this year. Yes, we don't have parades, but we are definitely celebrating. It is a holiday and New Orleans spirit is alive and well with that. It really is. And I think that's that's the best example of it. You just can't keep people down. I have one concern, and that is what's going to happen on Fat Tuesday mm -hmm. in the French Quarter. And uh, the mayor has already put up some signals that we, we better behave. I don't know if they're going to think about closing down the quarter or how would you do that? And if you do, would the people who would congregate there go to the Marigny or go someplace else? Uh, you know, we, there's a, a semi model for this in 1979, the police strike, and there were no parades uh, in New Orleans throughout the season, particularly on Fat Tuesday. French Quarter was packed. It was one of the most mellow Mardi Gras ever. And uh, it was just, it was beautiful. But you, you can't do that now, not safely. So, you know, how do you balance the need to celebrate and share the brotherhood and the carnival spirit with the need to stay alive? <laughs> you know, we want you back here for 2022. So, uh, I got a big question mark over that. What happens in the French Quarter on Fat Tuesday? Well, that's that's a very interesting subject. And I'm glad you brought up the police strike, because one of the things that I think we really have to put into perspective is this is not the first time that Mardi Gras festivities have been canceled in the city of New Orleans. And from what I've read, this is the is this the 14th time that carnivals actually been uh, carnival celebrations rather have been canceled in the city of New Orleans. And of course, the police strike was probably the most recent of those. And then we can go back further and whether it was wars, whether it was the Spanish flu, et cetera, there is a precedence that was set that this is not the first time it's happened, but how does this 
you, how do you think this really differs? You know, looking back a little further at the Spanish flu and when Carnival was canceled at that time, there was still kind of a, from reading some of the information, there was still some activity. They just really weren't the parades, even though the mayor had kind of called it off as a holiday. People still go to work. People still do your things. Are we going to see that? Because I don't think any of us are used to that type of environment on Mardi Gras Day at all. Uh, but, but is that kind of where we're going? Or do you think it's really going to be more of a day where people are home, kind of observing on their own, maybe out in the car going past the house floats? What do you, what do you think that we'll see? Well, I, I wish I knew. I mean, any prediction is, is purely a guess. Uh, I, I like the idea of, you know, instead of floats passing you, you pass the house floats. That's so, certainly something people can do safely. Uh, but I worry about people gathering on the streets. You know, the 13 times business about it being canceled is actually 13 years. And those are, of course, the wars, Civil War uh, one and two. Korean War did not cancel Mardi Gras, but Rex didn't parade, but they did have some parades, but it certainly put a, a damper on, on the whole season. Um, but, and actually the Spanish flu did not cancel Mardi Gras. It, it coincided with World War I. That's what really canceled the parades. Whether or not that had gone on, I mean, the Spanish flu was here, you know, who knows? But um, in wartime, it was almost inappropriate, inappropriate to celebrate, you know? In uh, this police strike, it, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a, a national cause, but a global pandemic is, is a bit different than anything we've ever had before. And so there, there's a model for canceled carnivals, but not a model for something like this that has affected everybody. Even the, you know, the first Mardi Gras after Katrina was, was so special, but Katrina only affected us. The, 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 didn't affect the rest of the country, the rest of the world. And this pandemic has. And, um, you know, New Orleans took a, a really a PR hit after Katrina that how can these fools be celebrating in the light of this disaster? Well. We knew why, because we needed to, and we had to, and we didn't care what anybody thought. We did it for ourselves. And after the fact, the journalists who did visit us uh, that year said, yeah, we, we, didn't, we were wrong. We, we thought y'all were just foolish. Now we realize you guys had to do this and you needed to do it and you did it. And, and now you're back. It was the first signal we're back on our feet. And, and I'll never forget seeing people on the streets at parades with, with signs instead of throw me something, Mr. Thank you. You know, thanking <laughs> the people on the folks. For I, I remember that, that well. I had, the, I had the lucky position. Uh, back then, I was actually in, in traffic reporting, and I had the position of being the parade report car in Zulu, Mardi Gras morning. And wow. I tell you what, that was wow. such Most an amazing up. experience yeah. to be able yeah. to do the parade reports from the front of Zulu. Yeah something that uh, that that Mardi Gras is definitely one of the most special that I know I have ever encountered. And I think a lot of us feel that way. Yeah, definitely, yeah definitely. Was there was more people out that year than I had seen in, in, in previous years. And it's it, it's again, it's it's a testimony to our city and, 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 and kind of going back to what you were talking about, Arthur, about what to do this this year. I, I have the same concerns as you. I mean, we, we've been talking about this on the show since the pandemic started is, you know, you can go out and do things, but you need to do it safely. And yeah. um, I wish there was some way that they could incorporate maybe airing previous parades or, you know, something to entice people that are, you know, to, that stay 
stay home to watch maybe the Endemian Ball or the previous parades, Bacchus, you know, the Super Cruise on television. That way, it, you know, instead of having people going yeah. out to celebrate, because we're having yeah, it happen it. now. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's a very good idea. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a different one. And, uh, you know, I, I work for Fox 8, and, and I know that in our newsroom and others, there's been that conversation. What, what do you do on Fat Tuesday? And what is everybody else doing? You don't want to be the only station not covering something. But there's also a responsibility there if you cover an event or, or you contributing to the super spreader. You know, build it and they will come if you show it. Or a bunch of people are going to say, hey, I'm going to run down there and join the party. Well, then what have you created? You know, So you have to be real careful. You want to be responsible and report what's going on. But you don't want to, uh, I don't want to say incite issues. But you know what I mean? You don't want to contribute right. to a, a social spreader type of event. And, you know, Mardi Gras traditionally brings people together. That's the whole, it's a celebration built on excess. And we're asking people to restrain themselves for their own good. Mix alcohol into that equation and uh, all bets are off. And I'm laughing, but yeah. it's not funny. You know, right. how do you love everybody and hug and kiss and play music and dance, but not touch anyone? You, you can't, you really, they're opposites. Yeah, so I think you look at Mardi Gras when you're supposed to be uh, doing everything that you're supposed to do during a pandemic is the exact opposite of right. a carnival atmosphere. That's and right. That's, that's right. That's well, the good thing is we still have two weeks and I am sure just as quickly as this crew of house floats and floating the Oaks King together, somebody will come up with an idea and put something together within the next two weeks. I am sure of it because well, if, the, you know, if there's a way, we will find it. I, I think you're right. But people are looking for any kind of sense of normalcy. And that's one of the reasons we published our magazine this year. Uh, I, I, I was afraid if I took a year off, we, we might not come back. And we're looking for some, something to say, hey, you can't do that, but you can't do this. So we have a magazine that doesn't have parade maps in it, but has a lot of other things in it. Uh, sadly, it doesn't have a lot of ads in it because <laughs> most of my advertisers, businesses aren't open. You know, how can a hotel buy an ad if their doors are shut? And that was going to be my next question to you, actually. I know you've been publishing this for many years. And I was going to ask you if you if you had considered not publishing this year and what had been the challenges outside of not having, obviously, the parade route information. Yeah, well, that, that's a great question. Yes, we did consider not publishing. Uh, this is our 45th year. I just didn't want to break that, that chain. And um, the biggest challenge was financial. You know, the advertisers just weren't there this year. But we decided bite the bullet, let's put something on the street. And as a result, we've got uh, a lot more stories that are longer, more pictures um, run without ads. And uh, we had more than enough stories to, to put in the magazine to hopefully make it interesting and a, a good mix in the variety of stories. And we do have a little capsule on each of the parades that would have run so that they're represented. And if, you, if not from here and you want to know about Zulu, there's a paragraph about them and a picture of their, their crew crest. So, uh, you know, the old making lemonade out of lemons, but the reaction's been phenomenal. People have been buying it and saying, thank you for, for keeping this thing going. At least we've got something to hang on to. And it's like the coronavirus carnival edition. <laughs> well, there's a lot oh, to be said for that. And you look at what happened with the Jazz Fest poster this year. Yep. Jazz Fest got, can't, well, you know, 2020, the Jazz Fest poster goes out becomes an immediate collector's item. Yeah. I see the same thing here. I mean, I grew up reading the Mardi Gras Guide 
every single year. And I would sit there and read it from cover to cover and absolutely enjoyed it. And I owe most of my carnival knowledge, if not all of it, to you. And so I I appreciate it. And I know that this year it was really special to see it come out. And it still gave it that sense of normalcy because you always see it hit the stands late December, early January. You know, it's always in the checkout counters. It's at the drugstores. It's everywhere else. And folks, if you don't live in the area, you can go right online to MardiGrasGuide.com. You can order this year's Mardi Gras Guide. It's like six bucks in shipping. It's something really nice to have, even as a keepsake. But if you want to learn more about the carnival traditions, the parades, everything else, it is a must have. And that is coming from a born and bred New Orleanian. So, and you can also get some of the, the prior, I think, years on yeah, the website as well, right? Thank you. We have a few. And we started a, a vlog on YouTube at a series of about 30 something, I don't know, little vignettes about Mardi Gras that, uh, and it's free. You know, you just go to YouTube. It's Arthur Hardy's Guide to Mardi Gras. And uh, there's a little button you click to subscribe and, you know, no salesman will call. <laughs> it's nothing like that. It's just free Mardi Gras fun. And we're hoping people will do that. Yeah, I've always felt, you know, I used to be a teacher and I've always felt the more you know about something, the more you can enjoy it. I mean, this is supposed to be fun, not a, not a scholarly study. But if, if you know a little bit more about the subject, it can enhance your enjoyment. And that's the whole, the whole purpose of the deal, you know? Yeah, really. Yeah, and has. there's a lot of we like Jeff mentioned before. We have a lot of listeners that do not live in Louisiana, but know a, a little bit about our culture. And of course, Mardi Gras is like the hugest attraction for people to come here every year. So they're really enjoying it too. So definitely, you know, we'll share a link to your website and also those awesome little YouTube videos because I love those. They're not very long. Just, you know, kind of gives you a little brief history about, you know, the parades being canceled or what's going on with Mardi Gras about it. Um, he's got a little um, cup. I think it's like a three minute uh, segment about the parades moving to city park the floats yep. going there which is you know i i give jeff credit for that because i swear he talked it into fruition a couple of weeks ago and i i can't wait to get out there but got to get your tickets soon oh you better because they're going to sell out they actually started uh, moving the floats this morning and uh we've got our tickets for both the day and night because it's going to be a different experience you know at, at night with all the lights and all um so it's it just shows you the, the innovative uh, spirit that people have here you you take this away from us okay well we're going to figure out an end around and and that's a really cool one. yeah i think that's a really neat idea i think the only thing i would have done to tweak it is it, you know the convention center seems to be unused right now i would have put it in the convention center and that way you could really kind of almost recreate that feeling of the balls that are in there but I think the, the, the people at City Park have done an amazing job of putting this together, kind of going and letting, the, letting it kind of create itself. And I think it's something that really could grow some legs and be something that we talk about traditions that we may have added in 2021 versus what we lost in 2021. I think that's going to be something that we'll look at going forward. I have to ask, how did you get started in the world of, of carnival. Give us a little quick background of how you became Mr. Mardi Gras. Well, first of all, I don't claim that title. That, that belonged to Blaine Kern who passed <laughs> away, but uh, it, it started out as a, a, a hobby, you know, growing up in New Orleans, uh, everybody loves Mardi Gras. I go to all the parades as a kid. I marched in junior high school band and parades. 
I became a high school band director and, at Brother Martin, and we marched in parades. So I'd always had my toe in it, I guess. And uh, eventually, my, my wife and I were both teaching the Catholic schools, and we said, you know, I wonder if there's a little part-time business we could start that wouldn't interfere with our day jobs. And, you know, what is there a need for? Uh, and I used to work at WSMB Radio in the 60s when I was in college. Every Mardi Gras season, people would call, hey, can you tell me about the parades tonight? And I'd grab the morning paper and read it to them. So <laughs> if you wanted to know what's happening tonight, you bought the morning paper. If you wanted to know what's happening next week, you're out of luck until next week's paper. So <laughs> we said, like, like TV Guide has TV stuff for a week. Why not a Mardi Gras Guide that would give you a whole week's, a whole season's worth of, of information in one spot? And it was a pretty simple idea. It was very hard to pull off. And we uh, was not an overnight success. It was critically acclaimed instantly. But financially, it was a disaster, and I don't think we broke even until about the fifth year, uh, and then it, it grew over time. But uh, it's been a very good business, and you know, I thought at some point I'd get tired of this, but I really haven't. You know, my wife and I do this together. It's a we're kind of a, a very small team. We've got a wonderful art director, David Johnson, who does our covers and lays out the magazine. But we're a small company, you know. Uh, my office is in my backyard. Uh, we've got a little studio there, and um, it's just been wonderful. We've been very, very blessed to do something we enjoy, get paid for it, and and kind of spread the joy. You know, it's it's not a bad gig. No, you've done you've done an incredible job with it, and like I said, not only did I have it when I was growing up, but. I can sympathize as being that parade. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. Reporter and needing to have all the information about the crew at my fingertips and the Mardi Gras guide always did that. I'm telling you guys, if you don't have it yet, go out and get it. Go online to check it out, MardiGrasGuide.com. Uh, there is so much great information. I could probably sit here and, and pick your brain for about two hours, <laughs> but I know this is a busy time for you as well. So I just want to tell you, thank you so much for coming on. And maybe sometime after Carnival, we'll come back and do maybe a little recap and yeah, uh, I'll, talk I'll about how things did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Let's do that. No, this has been fun. I thank you both very much. Thank you so much for joining us and happy Mardi Gras. Same to you. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. That is Arthur Hardy, the, the person who can tell you basically everything you need to know during the carnival season. And it was so great to be able to have him on because this is his crazy busy time as well. I hear him on the radio in the morning. I see him on TV at night and everybody has got the same thing going on locally. And, and, and those of you who listen locally know exactly who Arthur Hardy is. You see him, you hear him, you see them on the radio, guide, he's everywhere. On the news. Exactly. Mardi Gras guide is everywhere. You can order it online, check it out. Again, it's Arthur Hardy Mardi Gras guide and it's in his websites, uh, www.mardigrasguide.com. And you can order it online. And there's also links to his back issues. He's got his webpage. I'm sorry, his um, YouTube page that you can subscribe to that. He's got these little very quick, brief uh, videos kind of going over different aspects of Mardi Gras, which are really informative and, and they're fun. And again, like I said, even if you don't live here, you will definitely enjoy it. It'll give you a true taste of New Orleans and carnival time. That's exactly right. I tell you what, I am, I'm, I'm excited. I think we're really getting into the heart of it. We're seeing a lot of things happen. You know, one of the things I think is interesting to see is 
you know, we, we, we've seen some, some buzz about people biking the parade route, maybe going through the route on bicycle, or maybe kind of socially distantly walking the routes and things like that. And I know that there, there is, uh, as long as you do it responsibly, I think there's, a, there's an avenue for it. But how weird is it going to be for a Mardi Gras day with St. Charles Avenue open to vehicular traffic the whole way, yeah, right? You definitely. Know? I, mean, I, I really, I think that they definitely need to do something to entice people to stay home and, and watch on television because either that or the streets are going to be really crowded with people outgoing. And I'm going to tell you this, I went today, I did not get to see nearly as many houses as I wanted to. And there were people out taking pictures so, I mean, we're not even, like you said, it, the, the map just got released the other day and we still have two weeks to morning all. So this, this thing is, is not nearly like even close to being over. And a lot of people I noticed with some of the homes, their houses were still being decorated. So as it gets closer to Mardi Gras, I know it's only two weeks, but I mean, you're talking maybe by this weekend, these houses will be finished and that's going to bring in more traffic because it's the weekend. Cause obviously today's Tuesday, it's middle of the day, people are working, but uh, I, I do anticipate probably seeing a lot of people on the roads that day going out and taking the map and going to take pictures at these houses and going viewing them in person because seeing I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you seeing them online and seeing them in person no comparison at all yeah, no comparison right. at all I just I wish I would have had more time but I had to be with y'all today for the show but uh I did you know I did a, a day trip through Metairie and Kenner today and looked at probably maybe 30%, 40% of the houses. I did, I, like I said, it. it's going to take me a couple of days to go through all of this. So maybe people will do that, but I do think they need to, to do something on the local television stations, maybe re-air some of the Bacchus uh, and the Endemian extravaganzas from previous years and maybe even also Mardi Gras. I mean, they could they could air it all day long because we you know, know that it starts years, like 8 a.m. <laughs> years ago, my, my, my buddy and I used to watch you know, the, the Endymion extravaganza every single year. And I, and I taught, I can remember being probably a, a senior in high school or maybe right after that. And we're watching Endymion one night. And I said, you know what a great idea would be? Would be some kind of attachment to your television that you could watch the Endymion extravaganza and it could throw you uh, beads and stuff. <laughs> and I said, man, this year, we could have used that. We could have know, put the parade on television and had this contraption that would just throws, toss some throws at you and watch it go along. And I think that after Carnival, if you remember, uh, if you ever had like the Cox public access stations or anything like that, I did. They would often yeah. air the parades and they would often air them right after the Carnival season. And they would do it from Metairie or they would do it from the North Shore or they would do the New Orleans parades where you would film outside of Gallier Hall and watch the reviewing stands and you'd see the parade, you'd see the floats and you'd hear the bands. And I really hope that we do get some of that this year, uh, even though they're not really happening. They, we can still celebrate the same way that we do. We just don't have to be out on the street watching it live. We can watch some of that carnival history that's already there it's while be, we make this new yeah. It's going to be weird for me personally, because I've never missed a Mardi Gras day. So this is going to be very strange for me. I've either marched in the parades when I was younger or I attend the parades. So this is, this is going to be a strange thing for me personally, but 
it's just, you know, it's, it's a fact of the matter. We're dealing with it, but I mean, I may actually take my own advice and go venture out and look at some of the house parades. And in that way, I kind of feel like I'm still celebrating and, you know, the radio, local radio stations are so great about playing carnival music, usually leading up to the, you know, couple carnival, couple days before carnival and then carnival day. So, you know, get in your car, crank up your radio and go do the, the house float tour. I mean, there's, like I said, the houses, I, I, I literally cannot stress to you the pictures that I've been sharing, they're beautiful, but they do not do these homes justice. I mean, the workmanship that's went into a lot of these houses and the details. And the really cool thing is a few homes that I went to had like a little bucket and it had uh, throws in them. And it said, please feel free to take one. So I thought that was cool. They had beads and stuffed animals and stuff in them. So, you know, yeah, it's not what we're used to, but hey, we're still celebrating. That's really all that counts. That and of course the king cake. Well, the king cake, I'll tell you what, if you're looking for how to celebrate this year, and I think that it's probably going to be something that is in my my repertoire this year, I'm just going to put that stereo speaker outside like I do when I'm watching the Super Bowl or when I'm, you know, having music outside or whatever else, and I'm going to put that Mardi Gras New Orleans playlist on, and I'm going to have my little set up outside and I'm going to boil my crawfish and I'm going to throw something on the grill along with it. And we'll have the king cakes and yardy gras. and we're going to have a yardy gras here. And I think most people, I think I want to encourage people to do the same. And it's fine if you want to put the kids in the car and go take a tour of the houses and then come back and have your own little party in your front yard. I think that's a way for people to do it and still keep the spirit and the magic of what Mardi Gras is really all about, you know? And you just said something really just that caught me and, and, and I, and I realized it, but I didn't, if you know what I mean, it's Super Bowl week. And I have been so engulfed with everything of Mardi Gras (laughs) that it just, it's Super Bowl week. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, the game is on Sunday and I literally, and for me as a football fan, I've literally said anything about it. I haven't watched hardly any, uh, any of the shows, any ESPN NFL network in days. I've just been so engulfed with the Mardi Gras and, and everything going around with it and trying to get the word out about the crew house floats and, and trying to answer questions. So many of our listeners, I appreciate y'all getting in touch with us and asking questions and interacting. And they're so excited about all this. They've been sharing the photographs. I know you saw on Facebook, the post with uh, some of the, the pictures that I had been sharing and it had been shared. So many of our listeners were sharing it on their pages and the views were like in the, the, like, thousands I was absolutely shocked how people all over are just embracing this new tradition that we just came up with literally a couple weeks ago yeah it's 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 been something that you talk about things spreading like like wildfire that's really done it and you know I think one of the other things that's nice is last year we had a pretty rough Mardi Gras we had a lot of things that kind of negatively had some impact on Carnival. We had the situation with the old, the Hard Rock downtown, mm-hmm. and we had the situation injuries. with yep. the injuries that happened and whatnot. And so after last Carnival, there was kind of this dreary little feeling. And then, of course, COVID comes right behind it. It gets, it gets you know, downhill from there. But the spirit that's here now it's like all of that is, is in the past. We are accepting the current situation we're in. We're dealing with it. We're finding ways to have this celebration. But you're right. It's Super Bowl week. 
And who's even really making much of a mention of it if you're not glued to ESPN? You know, that not is a here. great feeling here. And, and it's not just, I think that, you know, look, there are some people here that are just mad that it's Tom Brady, mad it's not the Saints. Quite frankly, I think this is going to be a great football game on Sunday, but it's not in the top of my priority list because it's carnival season. And this weekend is the first big weekend of carnival. This is when all your, your big parades are really starting Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then you get that couple day break before the weekday parades. And even though that those parades, those processions aren't happening, I think we still feel it in our soul that it's that time of year. Yes. And you know, for me to say that, because you know how big of a football fan I am. Everybody knows how big of a football fan I am. And I have not, and it is, I'm not trying to take away from it. It's going to be a great game. You've got the, you know, the GOAT, Tom Brady, and and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, who is like the new era quarterback, who's, they're building a dynasty. The Chiefs are building a dynasty. So I don't want to take e- anything away from either one of them, but it's just, you know, being here in New Orleans, I mean, with Mardi Gras, even the way we're celebrating this year, it's just so much going on. And so many people are inquiring and, and wanting to share it with us. I think it's a fabulous thing. So, uh, you know, I, I commend everybody that put this together with the crew of Red Beans, with the crew of House Floats. And I just, you know, I'm so proud to be from the city. I, I know I say it all the time, but this is just an example, another example of why I love my city and why I'm so proud to be from this area because we have had so many tragedies and I'm not even going to bring up Katrina because there's been other things that have happened. Like Jeff mentioned last year with Mardi Gras, some crazy stuff happened and you know, we got through it, you know, we got through it and we, we let the light shine through the darkness. And that's what, that's what it is really about. I mean, and so I, I commend everybody involved with this. So please keep checking all of it out on our Facebook page on Twitter, because I'm going to keep sharing it. I did get to take a few pictures today while I was out and about. So I'll be sharing you my, my own personal pictures. And of course, I'm also thanking all of our listeners who's been sharing photographs with me as well. Um, I'm going to try to go out and do the New Orleans Uptown tour either this weekend or early part of next next week, I was able to do Metairie and Kenner today, which was absolutely phenomenal. I tried to get my king cake, which I didn't um, from Manny's, right. but I did go to Haydell's and I, I got a few there. And um, I'm so stuffed because I don't know, Jeff, if you've ever been to Giolando's on Bonneville, but their mufalata is oh, yes, out of this world. I have, and you know, I'm Italian, so I'm very particular. So yeah, they have the best mufalata. That is, an, that is a great mufalata. It is a great it is a great restaurant and it's such a small spot right there, kind of hidden away almost, but it's such a great place. And you're right. that Mufalata. And the cool thing was there were three homes within like two minutes of the restaurant. So I ordered my food. I went and did quick drive-bys of the three houses right by Bonneville uh, that are participating in the crew house floats. And then I, I don't want to say I zipped in and got my mufalata because like you said, it's a small place. Parking's a little rough, right. but I went and got my mufaladas and, uh, and, uh, headed back on my little tour. So, um, I, you know, I, it just, it, 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 it amazes me the spirit of the city and I'm telling you, they were packed. So if you're looking for, if you're in New Orleans area, Metairie, Kenner, and you're looking for some good Italian food or the best mufalata in the area, in my opinion, Gerlando's so delicious, absolutely delicious. And then of yeah. course I have king cake for dessert. So that's a, that's a, that's a solid recommendation. I like it. Oh, by the way, did you see this week? So the, the house floats, everybody's got their theme and everything else going on. So on Magazine Street, and I'd noticed it a few times as I was going down that way, 
as I do just about every single day. Right off the corner of Magazine in Jefferson, there is a little business that's got the Dolly Parton set up. Their theme for their house float, even though it's a business, they're still participating as a lot of the businesses that are along Magazine and St. Charles and Napoleon are doing. Did you see that Dolly Parton actually found out about it and responded by sending them a ton of Dolly Parton stuff to hand out to people that visited. Did you see that? That scripture? No, I have not heard that. Magazine Street. That happened this week. So they had put their they had put their Dolly kind of theme up last week or maybe two weeks ago now, and uh, they had it decorated. Word got back to Dolly Parton. She was so touched by it. She loved the idea. She sent all kinds of posters and hats and all kinds of stuff over to the folks at Scriptura. And what a cool thing that you, you we're seeing that type of response, not just from those of us who live here, but people who live away from here and even celebrities that are maybe being represented. I think that's such a cool little story that I know some people may have missed this week. Thought it was neat. Wow, that is absolutely awesome. I love, love to hear stuff like that. And I'm gonna tell you, I shared it on our on our uh, Twitter account and I shared it on our in our Facebook page yesterday. Good morning America did a feature story on Mardi Gras, Yardi Gras, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, about the crew house floats. Um, they did a feature story and it's it went viral. I mean, there's people sharing it all over. I think the views were something close to like over 10,000 views. Um, one person shared it. I just, I, I didn't get to see it live. I saw it on Twitter, which, you know, that's why social media is great because you don't always get to see things live, but, uh, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, people are realizing what's going on here. So that's another little cool thing. If y'all haven't seen it, I'll share it again, or I'll retweet it later on this afternoon, but there was a little segment on good morning America about the crew house floats and Yardy Graw this year. Yeah, I I think it's something that's really caught on. And we're seeing pictures coming in from across the country, across the world of people who are trying to participate and not just New Orleans expats who are out there. I mean, there are people who are really getting into the spirit. And quite frankly, I don't care where you live. I think you should get into the spirit. I think Mardi Gras should be more than just here, even though it's always going to be something special to us. I have missed one Mardi Gras in New Orleans and I lived in Arizona at the time. And I, what my brother and I did that day was put together our own dang parade in the neighborhood and went through and we threw beads and we had a great time and we played the music and we, we had a great time uh, that day. This is something that everybody needs to participate in and, and shouldn't be afraid to. Just because you may not understand it, just because you don't live here, you may go, oh, well, it's just a reason to party. No, do your homework. Get your Mardi Gras guides. Do your homework, learn about it, and go from there. And, the and best enjoy part is it. We are always available to answer any questions. And I do have to give a shout out to one of my friends. She was so excited. I have to share this because I think it's the coolest story ever. She lives up in Colorado. Of course, you know, they can't get Cajun food, they can't definitely get king cakes. She went to Whole Foods and they had king cakes. She said she had never seen that there before. So, guess what? Mardi Gras is spreading all the way up in Colorado. I'm not going to hear the same. I got the same report out of Napa, California this week. 
And uh, I heard it's it's not quite Randazzo's, but it ain't bad considering no. it ain't New Orleans. Something's better than nothing. So, That's right. um, and I did pick up two King Cakes uh, this week. I've had Haydell's before and we've talked about them. I love Haydell's, they're great. But I also picked up one from um, Chez Pierre which is in Metairie. They have two yep. locations, uh, one by Lakeside Mall, one on Clearview. So that's going to be the one I'm going to be trying this week that I've never had before. So I'll be giving y'all a review and some pictures on that one. So um, be definitely checking this out online. And I want to thank everybody for joining us again tonight. And again, thank Mr. Arthur Hardy for joining us. He is just such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to anything Mardi Gras and I'm so excited we got to have him on. I think we're so, going to um, circle back with him in a couple of weeks. I definitely, think we definitely. And it, cause hopefully at that point we'll have an idea kind of where the reviews and, and, and the statistics come in of what we're looking at towards next year, because he, he, he agreed with us. This is something that we're probably going to see. Um, maybe not the house float. I mean, uh, the floats and oaks because of the, you know, them needing to actually use them. But like I suggested, maybe them doing some kind of exhibit in city park, which gives people a reason to go out there and it gives them additional revenue that they normally hadn't been making right now. So it's a good thing they're doing that. But I definitely think proof house floats will be something that you're going to stick you're going to see stick around so, so um again thank you everybody for joining us tonight if you want to catch us online and see some of these delicious king cakes we're talking about or the pictures that i'll be sharing within the next couple of days from the crew of house floats as well as float in the oaks at city park you can follow me on twitter this is tina at the nola girl and you can follow floors truly at floors underscore truly we're also on instagram as well as facebook Book. Our Facebook page is Floors Truly Podcast. And I'm here with my fabulous co host, Jeff. Tell everybody where they can find you along as well. Well, you could find me somewhere along the parade route most years, but this year you can catch me on the Twitter sphere at the Nola Rollers, where you find me there. And of course, make sure you go on that Facebook Floors Truly Podcast page. We interact quite a bit with people on there. We've been certainly thrilled with the response the last couple of weeks you'll find me there as well and if you are participating in the crew of house floats and taking pictures and you're out and about this week please feel free to share them with us we'll give you photo cred and we'll enjoy them as well so thank you again for joining us we hope everyone has a fabulous week and we will see you next week on floors truly catch you at the house floats Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean. But so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers, to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.